everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one covering Season 2, Episode 7, titled Day 450. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Today I'm joined by Molly Scullion. Hello. Tia Kemp. Hey. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Keen Cobb. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. All right. Another two-episode day, which I think they're probably mostly going to be from here on out, yeah. so we're going to cut right to it. First, impressions of the previous episodes. Jack O'Keefe, any thoughts for the episodes that you've missed? Uh, episodes that I've missed, all good episodes. Uh, I love, 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 love that uh, cable news episode. I think it's probably one of the best looks into uh, the flawed structure of like 24-hour news panels uh, that's ever been fictionalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that, Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I know I asked if y'all talked about how viral that one clip goes every other week. I don't know if y'all talked about how unfortunately aged the Jeffrey Tubin joke is. <laughs> I brought uh, that up, yeah. Okay, good, good. Because boy, howdy, that reads way different, way different <laughs> yeah. today. Um, but yeah, just a great up and a great, if there was ever an episode that should have rightfully gotten Del Rey Lindo, the Emmy he deserves, it was probably that one. That's just a good episode. Mm-hmm. All right, and we'll jump to our first impressions of the current episode, Day 450. Let's start with Tia. Uh, yeah, episode. Uh, people, it was not good to see. Amy, uh, why is Amy mm-hmm. back? Why are they <laughs> back together? Or like, they didn't even walk us through how they reconciled, when, or why. It's just all of a sudden, they're, it just cuts to them in the bar. So you know how you, when you feel like you saw a ghost, that's how I felt when I saw it. I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so, and then also people, it was really good to see. Shout out to Grizz from 30 Rock. Shout yeah. out to mm-hmm. yeah. Mike, Michael Ian Black is officially mm-hmm. uh, in the good verse. I don't think he was in the good wife before. I'm just like, I'm no. one of the people on here is super foggy on the good wife. But, um, but yeah, so I think it was just, that's where I'm at. But yeah, uh, interesting episode. Uh, as far as like the whole impeachment thing, I'm like, okay, are the Kings fortune tellers? There's just so much that they said. So we'll get into it. But yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the more interesting arcs within this podcast covering this show has got to be Tia's how she started with Amy and where we are now, (laughs) because what a journey it has been. Uh, Molly. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I liked, I do remember watching it at the time and feeling like, oh my God, like with the impeachment stuff. Now it feels so like, you're sort of like numb to it. It's like, yeah, we did, we, we did the whole thing, but this before any of it happened, it was such like a, I can't believe they're doing this episode kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so I love that revisiting that. And then, um, yeah, I, I forgot this is the episode where Amy came back and I was like, that's right. They brought her back just to be an asshole. Like she's not, <laughs> yes. even, she's not even like redeeming herself. She's just a jerk. So, Keen. Uh, yeah, I, I like this episode a lot. Um, the treatment uh, they were displaying towards Luca pissed me off a little bit. Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and there was a uh, oh yeah, and seeing Michael Ian Black was great. Um, really, really quick uh, side. He has one of my favorite jokes ever. I seen him like a few years ago, and he had this bit about how he loved hint of lime uh, Tostitos, and he was like, "How can they call it a hint of lime? Have you tasted this? It's like a declaration." <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of my favorite jokes ever. Uh, so to see him being like a, a sniveling kind of uh, ugh, kind of uh, character is cool. Um, yeah, uh, and, and fuck Amy. Yeah, she was the worst. <laughs> was, is, will always be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jack. I do not think since uh, Carmela in The Sopranos has been, the, there been a character I've rooted so viciously to cheat on their partner <laughs> as Maya in this episode. Uh, really, really could not have happened to a, a better person uh, than Amy, who just you know, bail, bailed on Maya during her trial for the most part. And then it was like, oh, you have friends? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, just real, real garbage. Uh, but also around that, uh, a very interesting episode that this feels 
like one of the most uh, theatrical episodes of the show, not just because it takes place primarily in that conference room, but because so much of it is just like a conversation about an idea that, uh, you know, we get like a little bit of forward momentum and people learn things about each other, but it mostly is just like, we have these characters, they have these philosophies, let's pull them around an idea and throw them at each other, uh, which I love when a show can pull that off well, as the show does. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. I enjoyed the episode. Um, did not need to see Amy back. I was stunned to see Amy back at all. I thought that would have been an off-screen, like, death or something. Um, or at least a breakup. Um, the Colin and Lucas stuff, uh, I thought was, is going to be very interesting, the way that that, those worlds within that show are kind of colliding a little bit, um, and how they're using her pregnancy so much. Um, how how much it has influenced the storyline, uh, as uh, Keen had brought up a couple episodes ago. Uh, so that's interesting to see. And I again, I love how many people from the good verse are finding their way back to uh, back to this back to the show. So yeah, really enjoy it. Um, I'm throwing our guide out just a little bit since uh, Amy has come up quite a bit already. Um, so let's just get that out of the way, Amy. Maya and Corinne. What are your thoughts? I don't think uh, everybody was saying that they were surprised to see Amy. I kind of wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah initially seen like, oh, all right, cool. But like, I don't, I didn't think they, it was hinted that they were leading towards a breakup, but they never said anything definitive. And I know, like, like uh, you guys said, that, like, uh, if they, if the Kings, which I know that they're, they're listening, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. If the Kings <laughs> decide that, like, you know what, let's just stop it here, they, they could. But, like, even that last scene where, like, when, if I remember right, Maya turned away and she was like, what do we do now? I, that looked like a couple that's, like, going to break up, but not right there. Like, they're definitely, like, chugging along on that train track. But, so to see her there wasn't a surprise. Lost King. You got muted. King, you got muted. Can you also not hear us? <laughs> Keen. Keen. <laughs> Wait, is this a bit? He's doing a bit. There we go. There you are. Uh, we missed most of what you said for the last minute or so. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> you guys were smiling and laughing. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, the hit the points are really hitting hard. No, uh, <laughs> man, I said a lot of stuff too. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. the call presides over whatever you're doing in different apps. So I was trying to ignore the call, but. Anywho, uh, Amy's the worst. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I was I wasn't surprised to see Amy. I think I was just surprised to see her in this particular context of like her going out with Maya and her friends. Yeah. Talking about like getting married in the spring. I was like, all right, come on, like yeah. let's all let's all calm down a little bit. How um, do you go from diming her out on the stand? Like, yeah, I think we're ready to walk down the aisle. Yeah. Come on. Hey, forward momentum's a powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, only look forward. Uh, Tia? Yeah, I think... Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, Jack, go ahead. I, was saying, I think Amy was just counting on Maya never meeting someone who was interested in understanding her. And I was like, as long as that doesn't happen, I'm good. Tia? <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm actually going to kind of jump on what... Jack just said, because I almost feel like there's a parallel with uh, Corinne and Maya and Tully and Diane in terms of, you know, Corinne's like, you know, I'm also a troubled offspring like you, Amy, or not like you, Maya, ah, Amy, ah, I hate that. <laughs> Sorry, back in my, my vocabulary. But yeah, um, Corinne and Maya having that connection because Corinne shares kind of the dirt her dad was involved with. And then you have Tully and Diane who are liberal and then she's messing mm-hmm. around. So anyway, I think that's an interesting parallel. Um, I, I guess Amy had to happen maybe so Maya could have that comparison over like, okay, this is where I feel comfortable and this is what else is out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, when they do go out to the, uh, to the club, I was, I was not surprised at all to find that, that Corinne was going to be there. Um, I was surprised that she was invited. I thought it was, it was just going to be like, 
she overheard them say where she was going to be and she just kind of shows up. Um, but yeah, I guess Marissa, Marissa did invite I mean, her. Marissa owes, Marissa owes her one because they kind of, she hooked her up with her guy or my mm-hmm. hooked her up with her guy. So sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was some A plus friendship from Marissa for for never explicitly saying you should cheat on Amy, but for like <laughs> leading her there and be like, hey, you know what might be best for you right now if you did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, do find um, I find friendships really jarring in the good fight sometimes. I think because of the the, the pace at which the show moves and the jumps mm-hmm. that they make and the assumptions that they make about people, it's like you very rarely see the moments of friendships deepening but just see mm-hmm. the actions that are as a result of the deepened friendships almost and yeah. it's like where did this come from but it's like just that leap of faith of trusting like oh yeah okay they are this good of friends and this <laughs> this makes sense and uh they would do something like this for one another and i find that a very interesting way to watch friendship unfold in the show mm-hmm. yeah I know. It's very yeah and saw... there is a a week of time they were living yeah. their lives for a week that we haven't seen them so let's just <laughs> assume that, that was going on. I'm sorry, Tia. Yeah, no, I was gonna say uh, that bugged me with uh, Maya kind of listing the fact that Luca hadn't told her that she was pregnant. She's like, and you didn't even tell me, and I'm your friend. And I was like, but are you, Maya? Like, are you all really that close? When I mean, um, so yeah. I mean, they they've been through some stuff. I mean, yeah. they they I mean, they made a lawyer disappear who was at one time Maya's lawyer and all of a sudden she was gone with <laughs> all of her fancy jackets. So that happens. Uh, so when you pull off a magic trick like that, you can only be friends afterwards. If not, mm-hmm. you're just a weird person. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, what I was trying to say during, during my, uh, that weird <laughs> was uh, it was very not surprising to see Amy act the way she did, like a very jealous girlfriend, which was mm-hmm. like, like wow, and then like it was almost. Too, I hate saying it like there's almost like too cookie cutter. Like yeah, like everything she did was like you're the worst, you're the worst, you're the worst, and like uh, there was no like maybe depth to it. So like I'm just thinking about it now. I wish they kind of played with it a little bit more, but it was like obvious. She's fun. She's not. Which one do you want? So <laughs> and just the audacity of. A partner to be like well i have a trial so i can't go <laughs> you want to go without me i want you to be here and watch me sleep before my <laughs> trial <laughs> that is your job mm-hmm. it's just oh i hate it so much oh i want to let me it. ask uh ask this did that guy uh did drew catch somebody or was he just looking for a fight he looks off I, he looks like not like he's like on something, but like then again, that's what he looked like in the first the first episode he was in. But like he looks sweaty, and I don't know, man. <laughs> You're going into a bar sweating already. You might have started the party a little early. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's something to look to look towards. Um, yeah, that was from the angle. I don't know how he saw it, <laughs> like because like he he said took taking pictures of her skirt, right? And the way the way it was, it was like almost like another table between them. And for you to see that, maybe he has like eagle vision. I don't know. I mean, he, he diffuses bombs. So maybe that's his seventh sense. I don't know. Hmm, good point. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to give Amy any credit whatsoever. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, where I am. Yeah, so he was totally i don't i don't necessarily know if he should have punched the guy but it did give give us um a grizz cameo which i appreciated (laughs) um so but um yeah i rewinded it because i was like wait what uh i don't know the guy didn't deny it he didn't say no i didn't um or that's a (laughs) lie so Mm -hmm. uh, i'm I'm just gonna say it happened because i don't want to give amy any credit because i don't like her (laughs) sure uh now of course This interaction, this meeting with Corinne, ends in the conference room, Mm -hmm. which is which has got cameras now, uh, cameras and microphones, which could not be turned off. Uh, So it would seem that at least we're leading to people getting caught having sex 
in the conference room. So Keen, arms raised right now, uh, do you feel like you have a case right now or do you want to wait and see if something comes from this? I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure if I said this on this cast. I might have. I'm not sure. But um, I was uh, voted best male advocate of my team court. So uh, <laughs> I've also heard of uh, of a certain man, uh, a man that doesn't abide by the law. Uh, he once said, got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to run, know when to walk or some shit. I don't know. But what I will say <laughs> is. It's like the most recognizable part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> What I will say is this, uh, I'll leave that for you to decide because my thing was they would get caught. It's leading to them getting caught, but we don't know yet. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, sex, it's almost like playing a game of Clue. We just don't know who yet. So like mm -hmm. killed in the, in, the, uh, in the conference room uh, with the new girl, uh, <laughs> cameras was there. We don't know if they're caught yet. So. I'll, I'll wait. And, I'll wait till that happens. Then I'll then I'll claim it. I want to ask a question. What in this context defines caught? Caught is, in my in, in the, the way I proposed it was someone seeing them in the act. So, because it wasn't in the act, or it wasn't live by them watching it, I think you will still get caught because you're seeing them in the act. Yeah, and those cameras aren't automatic, you know? Like, someone was operating that camera mm -hmm. and, and pointed over and zoomed in. Which I have a, I have a feeling about who, but we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it <laughs> I thought it was just the DNC, just the general DNC. Yeah, do, you think yeah, it's, yeah. do you think it's a specific it member Clinton. of the Democratic establishment? <laughs> yeah. Is it Donna Brazil? <laughs> Is it Donna <laughs> yeah. I think it's someone in the office. I don't know. No, because those cameras yeah. are going to like DNC headquarters. Oh, all right. Then I'll, then I'll drop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the reason we even discussed that for anybody that hasn't listened to any previous episodes, uh, we have the Stone Cold Lock system. And uh, Keen has predicted that in season two of The Good Fight, someone will get caught uh, fucking in the conference room. So, I was going to say having sex, but yeah, if you want to be brash about it, yes, fucking. Uh, having fucking sex, in the conference room. Having sex in the conference room. And I, uh, yeah, Molly Molly has thoughts. Well, I, I think this is a really solid case, and I agree with Zach. Zach. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Zach. <laughs> I've never called me Zach. Zach I've been called Steve. Is here. <laughs> oh, I've been called God, Steve. That fucking asshole. I'm Zach. <laughs> Uh, with Jack, um, that I, I I would personally consider this caught. My mm -hmm. thing is, is that we had a very specific conversation about whether it was between two people who worked at the firm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's where that's I'm, um, and I'm like, is she kind of working there because she's currently she's doing her work at... there? Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't say employed by, we just said working at. And currently, that is her location she's working at. So, um, I don't know. That's my... Here's where I stand on, on this issue at the moment, and then we're going to move on. Uh, the I don't think that caught, the caught part has happened in this episode. I think we have to wait and see what happens in an upcoming episode. Uh, them making a big deal about the cameras being there and them going into the conference room, the guy going to open it up and it's locked. Uh, I think that it's safe to say a normal show would do mm -hmm. something with that, but who knows with, with, uh, with this show, uh, the way that they handle things, it could be nothing. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, and I would also say that this counts, that they're working there. Um, they're, they're not part of the firm, but they're working with the firm. I think that even I, as, uh, as strict as I can be with some of these things would yield to yeah that interpretation because they both have stuff to lose for doing this in this particular place so mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that and corinne oh, and wants to hang around quick That's quick question true. did she get fired because the way the way she dropped it or maybe she just knows her so well she's like oh she's having fun she's young sure relax we did most of the work here already uh but the way she came in it just like 
just in a baseball slide into that wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, oh, I think she, good. I think it was just a, they know each other. Uh, okay. Take a vacation kind of thing. And that actress's mm-hmm. name, which one is that? Because there's these two actresses that I always confuse. Margaret Dow Martindale? And Margaret Martindale. I always yeah. confuse the two. Yeah. Um, that was Margaret Martindale? Okay. Yes. Mar- Margot, yes. Because um, both of them actress. are so good. <laughs> I learned... I learned of how great Margot Martindale is from uh, that journal Netflix. Bojack? Uh, yes. <laughs> because yeah. in it, she was in it. And I was like, wait, I know her from somewhere. And she literally, they, they, th- they make fun of like how she was in that episode in everything she does. So yeah, it was really good. I think she's All also right. very underrated real quick in, um, in New Girl as Nick Miller's mom planning that's a perfect her husband's, casting. Yeah, her husband's Elvis funeral is one of my favorite <laughs> Highly recommend that episode. Check it out. All right, let's move over to impeachment. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about how they worked everything in? This is another thing. Like they're doing this, and then we also have the at the very end of the episode, the uh, almost schoolhouse rock thing that they that they did, particular to the Trump presidency did they? how he did not or was that another anything about this show <laughs> i was know. that another uh dream that uh diane's have uh, it could have been that either way the the show itself to present it to the world this thing mm-hmm. uh and the fact that yeah. trump not once that i saw i mean he tweeted about snl hamilton so many things and then you have this show that is directly attacking him and his everything he stands for. All all the money we spend on the military, you think there's room <laughs> in the budget for CBS All Access, now known as Paramount Plus? <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just doesn't get it there. Probably yeah. not. Um, all right. So general thoughts on the impeachment stuff. The you know we're competing with nine firms or ten firms. We're competing mm-hmm. with five firms. Oh, you're down to two. Um, the Liz's approach versus uh, Adrian's approach. Um, can, what do you got? Can, can I give um, Can I give quick kudos to uh, the Kings? I know you're listening. Uh, for how I'm not sure if if <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, if I'm saying her name right. Audra Audra Day. Mm-hmm. Audra McDonald. Not yes. Day. I don't know where I came up with Day. I'm sorry. Uh, Audra also, also it's a, a great Audra Day. woman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's why. Okay, no. I'm sorry. So Audrey McDonald, um, I love the fact that I guess she's doing the Kings a favor because <laughs> like she's the she's like the biggest name on this in this firm, but she came in for a guest spot, was like, Hey, you're great. We'll stand for the season. I'm kind of busy. Well, we'll write around you, don't worry about it. And then we she was gone for two episodes, comes back, hey, we should do it like this. Hey, you're great, you're coming with us. Okay. <laughs> he popped in. Hey guys, I'm back. All right, I'm out. So very, 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 very slick move there. Mm-hmm. Other thoughts? Um, I really love that moment for Audrey McDonald, similar to how I feel like Delroy Lindo has that moment in the previous episode. And I know they have very different motivations and outcomes and everything. But um, I that monologue about where she goes on about the tapes and everything like that, mm-hmm. I just think it is it is so well done and so well delivered mm-hmm. and and so yeah. true. Like it is this, it, and I think that's that is one part of this episode that doesn't feel as dated now that we are out of that presidency. Is the the Democrats and this sort of like very falsified image of like the good guys or whatever it's like mm-hmm. no they they can go just as low and and lie and and put on all these facades to get what they want and everything like that or i don't know i just thought it was so well done um and such a fun moment to watch mm-hmm. um i i don't know i was i was really intrigued mostly by all the behavior and the different approaches throughout the scene and how Julius, uh, his, just his presence in the whole thing. And it's like, right when I was starting to like Julius, uh, I forgot he is Julius (laughs) and he is a Trump supporter. And uh, even just some of the things he was saying um, about, what was it? He was talking about, oh, the Supreme Court situation and all these things. And I, I almost wish 
there was, I, I hope there's going to be an episode. I just want to see his reaction to everything that has taken place now. Um, you know, just with like Amy Coney Barrett and the impeachment. And he's like, well, if you don't like him, vote him out in 2020. And I would be like, oh, but, but we did though. And then just cut to Julius's face. So, mm-hmm. um, Anyway, he, he was irritating me, so I'm glad they moved him out. Uh, also, uh, it was kind of annoying after coming off of the episode where Adrian had to kind of, you, you know, the, him kind of trying to push back on being like the angry Black man. We see that come up again with just mm-hmm. the passive aggressiveness of, uh, you know, uh, Margot. I forgot her act, the character's name, but her uh, being like, Eastman, okay. Something Eastman. Eastman. Ro- Rose, maybe. Ruth um, Eastman. Yeah, her being like, oh, can y'all be a little bit, we want to see you be more passionate and use all these words and then have them go into, okay, uh, Adrian and um, uh, Liz kind of having that moment where it's like, all right, we got to play this role again. Um, Mm -hmm. So I felt exhausted for them in that moment. And the only other thing I (laughs) uh, thought on this is, uh, did Diane threaten Julius? I don't think so. so. Okay, it felt very thready. Mm-hmm. Um, what did she say or like what, what part are you talking about when she was she's like, like i have a gun in my office <laughs> she, no, it she... was like i have a gun in my desk and i'm not afraid of you type of thing i don't know but it was it was it was angrily towards julia so just that's just a bulletin that's just like that's like a bulletin post like that you find at, at church when you're leaving out it's like hey just a reminder i got this gun in the desk all right see y'all next week like that's all that is <laughs> Yeah, she was saying, like, all of this shit is happening. And he's like, well, take it to the streets. And he's, she's like, yeah, I got a gun. And I'm about to take it to the streets. <laughs> take it to the streets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Who likes the Doobie Brothers? Because we've got one of them. <laughs> I do think, like, I, Diane angry and the way Christine mm-hmm. Gretzky delivers oh. those lines is just so enjoyable to me i don't know i i want to i want to be able to do an impression of it but i i don't think i could but just just the her cadence and the emphasis that she puts on certain words and it like completely changes the way she pronounces (laughs) words i don't know it's so fun can i can i try to do that impression really quickly i'm sorry uh they go wait how how does it start uh they go low we go high fuck that the way she says that, <laughs> yes. I love it. It's like, it's like it's like it's sad. I'm tired of everything, and like just that that crack. Fuck that. Yeah, it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, something this show does so well, and that her performance really encapsulates, especially in this season, is just like the ways in which we are not equipped to cope with our understanding of reality falling apart. That just like, especially when you're in the law and like there are rules, there's a way things go. You can play with the rules, but the rules are the rules uh, to suddenly have to deal with the fallout of that, which I feel like this whole episode is like a conversation about, about how the expectation, you know, the idea of like the old rules versus the new rules, you know, can you impeach Trump the old way? And as we have since learned, you can impeach him, but you can't get him out of office that way, unfortunately. Um, But I, I think her and Liz are like two great foils of like that approach of like do you let it sort of like change you and you like change yourself into someone who can survive this or do you let it like harden who you already are to like be stronger and try to push through it did y'all see how Diane was basically like salivating and foaming at the mouth when like in a good way I guess uh when she was like listening to Liz's speech it looked like she just <laughs> wanted to jump on her and ah and like I don't know make out with yeah. her or something you know, like she was, was like great, into it that was a great character moment for those two because I'm so curious now to see like how does this repair like you know the the, mm-hmm. the sort of ways that they've like knifed at each other you know, in the past, like, is this going to resolve that? Are they going to be able to use this as like common ground to put their shit behind them? Yeah. Right. Uh, I love and it. it. And yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, I just, I think again, going back to that like friendship thing, I think this is another example of it where you're seeing the repairs in action rather than like a conversation where they're like, sorry, I said, fuck you. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll do that again. <laughs> it's like, no, you're seeing, you're seeing these like profound speeches and whatever happening and these like small glances representing all of that and I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and she uh she got she being Liz <clears throat> got uh not corrected but talked to by Adrian saying like cut the shit Liz what are you mm-hmm. doing we need this case uh, and she's like fuck you <laughs> you know go to hell <laughs> um but it would really help if you get behind the obstruction charge and then you know it seemed like she was going to go in there and maybe do that and then Diane is the one that's like, I want to change sides. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I want what she's having. Uh, and yeah, uh, Diane switches. Yeah, so there's there's some bridge repairing going going on there. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think a, a good scene that that plays on both Adrian and Liz's history as a couple and their current relationship as partners. I think they do a really good job bringing in the dynamics of both of those into those kinds of conversations and arguments. Um, like you can, I don't know, they feel very layered in, mm-hmm. in, in how they talk to one another. And I really mm-hmm. like watching it unfold. And this doesn't have a definitive yes or no just yet, right? For them getting this impeachment. Oh no, it did because they mm-hmm. just chose Liz. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I watched the episode. Um, all right. Yeah. And the animated video at the end there, I thought that was, that was pretty, pretty good too. Again, I just don't understand how this did not get Trump's attention. Yeah. Done by a friend of the show, Jonathan Colton, Mm -hmm. uh, who, if you'll allow me the same, but has a very fun history with the show. I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast before. So he is like, he's a guitar guy. He plays the acoustic guitar and, uh, he did one of those, you know, like that annoying thing that happens when white people do like cutesy acoustic covers of rap songs. So he did one of those uh, for Baby Got Back, uh, ignoring the just inherent cringe factor of those types of songs. Uh, Glee uh, did a, they did like a performance of Baby Got Back, but like in that composition. Uh, And, you know, as much as I don't like those kinds of songs, the enemy of Glee is my friend. Uh, And the Kings (laughs) did an episode of The Good Wife about it like pretty much entirely about it and with uh, Matthew Lillard and Matthew Lillard yeah yeah uh, okay, plays the guy uh and eventually like connected with the guy who the lawsuit was like about to be like hey do you just want to be on our show since we did an episode <laughs> about you so like he has a little cameo in the good wife and now for this has come back and is like doing some songs and stuff that's awesome that's a very yeah. like a six seven year history with this guy that's pretty great it's a good story um, all right, that will do it for the impeachment side of things. There was a bit about the kill all lawyers. They have that deck. The playing that, card. Yeah, the playing card with their faces on it. Marissa's like, ah, oh, should I get it? Um, I saw this on an alt-right site, and I love that every time they were like, someone said, why were you on an alt-right site? I go everywhere <laughs> each time. Uh, so they get this deck, and Liz is in there, Adrian's in there, Diane is in there. And they're talking about that gun a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So... Any thoughts, Keen, Tia? I, when is that gun I, going off? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I don't know when the gun's going off, but to me, I don't know why, but I almost feel like Diane might be a little bit jealous that she was only a nine of hearts. And I think, <laughs> I think uh, Bozeman was either Jack or King. No, I think it was Jack, and um, Liz was a ten. I don't know. Uh, the gun wasn't wasn't was David Lee an ace? Like David Lee was like weirdly high, right? I didn't even know it was David so. Lee. <laughs> oh yeah, they uh, had like a couple. A couple of the other cards had like you know mm-hmm. friends of the good verse. They had David Lee. I think Laura Hellinger was her name, the like army military lawyer All that right, Will yeah. Gardner was dating for oh, a bit. Oh yeah, and uh, the perpetually pregnant Patty Nyholm was the other one. <laughs> yeah, she is so good. Oh, it's great. Oh man, where uh, do you guys Martha where... Plimpton right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where do the new watchers? Do you have it? Have have your? Do you have any specific thoughts about how you see that gun playing out? Mm-hmm. I like I'm what I think that. maybe Tia or Keen had said uh, in a previous episode that combined with her hallucinations, that gun is it's going to be the gun with the microdosing combo. But how and when? I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. just yet. I don't have a lock set for that just yet. It's, it's it. definitely happening, especially uh, the, the visual is of the next episode we're going to talk about. It was a certain visual that 
making me think we're going to lead back to that gun again because it's being talked about a lot. Um, uh, and, Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's <clears throat> definitely coming up. Mind you, we have two episodes left. Um, so maybe it might not be this season, but that gun's going off eventually. I just had one quick uh, flash of a thought. Everyone now knows that she has a gun in her desk. So now I don't even think it's going to be Diane to be the one to use that. Mm. I think the gun is going to go mm. off, but it's going to be somebody else that knows mm. that it's there. Mm. Fucking fucking that's Waylon true. Smithers. That's who was it. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this. I mean, I'm. I really would love to chat with the HR person at Reddick Bozeman and Lockhart because <laughs> yeah. this is. I I can't imagine that company policy is just lacking of anything about mm-hmm. carrying weapons. I, and this I'm is coming saying. from somebody, this concern is coming from someone very uh, versed in HR policy. Yes, I grew up in an HR household. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've heard tell of many, not many, but several stories <laughs> around that topic. And it, and it mm-hmm. is, it's like, that doesn't just get, I understand like we see Adrian kind of afraid, but then they're like, well, yeah, Liz, is, uh, <laughs> Liz. Liz and Adrian are like, yeah, Diane. Diane's got a gun, so we're we're good. And it's like, no, that's not, <laughs> no. She's got a gun. Furthest, so now she needs yeah, to not from, take from it in the office. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, because it's like, yeah, it's not allowed. Mm. It's a private <laughs> company. You can't. <laughs> and I think I, I have to imagine after you make a certain amount of money, fewer and fewer rules apply. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. And I guess that's what the show is ultimately all about, especially yeah, kinda, yeah. as it yeah. goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, then let's move on to the last threads, which is Luca's pregnancy slash Luca and Colin slash Colin's budding candidacy. What thoughts have you got? Oh, before I say that, let me add that for those playing the In My Opinion home game, the background that Tia has up is uh Luca meeting with Francesca and getting the uh, stuffed animal, musical stuffed animal dog. Yeah, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. (laughs) I am happy and I know it. Uh, So what thoughts have you got? (laughs) I didn't know it for so long. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, I love, I love Andrea Martin. I love this actor so much. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good to, I mean, kind of, we already talked about this, uh, hypothetically now it's a reality. She's super excited about her grandbaby and, uh, even just her heart to heart with Luca. I thought she was going to share something like more in depth, but it was like little things like, can I confide something, <laughs> you know, can, can I confide in you about something a baby needs their father? And just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's okay. It's <laughs> not something confiding. Yeah, um, and the whole, you know, and a wonderfully unpredictable grandmother. And uh, and then I don't know if y'all caught it, but there was this really cute moment where as Francesca is leaving Luca's office, she kind of does this spin dance where she bumps into like a lawyer who or someone who's working at the law firm. And they just kind of like, she bumps into them and they move around each other and then she leaves. But anyway, okay. yeah, she's, she's a hoot. Um, and then I don't know if it's too far to just talk about the surprise of her setting up the whole Twitter thing or the tweet. Um, yeah, I was surprised that she was behind that because I was all heated for for Luca, like, oh boy, here we go. And then for it to cut to Francesca and Michael Ian Black being like, she took the bait. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of hijinks and, and stuff with this whole thing, even though it's like really, really serious. Oh, Wait. and then, oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say quick question because uh, I can't really remember it right now. But uh, when they did find out, what room were they in? Because for whatever reason, I'm, a re- I'm remembering it as them making a, a nursery. I'm not sure if I'm right, but it felt like, I don't know if it's like a, just a regular living room or I'm just imagining it was a, a nursery or a room they're turning into a nursery. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a very white room. Okay. <laughs> I think With that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at I, I the station. Song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the white room. Yeah. Who was saying that? Is that Cream? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> cream, right? Nobody? Okay. All right. I, I just misquoted Johnny Cash, so I'm not going to say anything. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cream. Uh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, 
Oh, and then, sorry. Well, I, I know Keen is going to get into this because at the top he shared how frustrating it was. But yeah, the very obvious like gaslighting of Luca with the mood swing situation. Uh, that's really gross. But yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, um, like I'm not raising my voice. I'm I am calm. <laughs> like I was I was so frustrated myself watching that. Mm-hmm. And then the, to, to hear the lawyer like, oh, because of your mood swing here. here that, that's why he's leaving and now he wants back in because she's getting attention and um, uh, she may be close to Colin and he wants to be close to where the power is. Just a lot of scumbag shit going on. Um, but that particular moment with the all the partners was yeah. just so, so frustrating. And she played it really well as an actress, but also as a person in that situation. She's like, no, this is not what's happening. Um, because you could tell how angry she was, but also not letting that get the better of her because then she she's kind of showing exactly what they think that they want to see or don't want to see whoa calm down mike i sounded very angry just now no No, very aggressive so aggressive it's normal it's normal right now (laughs) i'm it's my normal speaking voice okay well let's work uh other thoughts on on the pregnancy how she's being treated uh, the candidacy stuff. I do think this episode has that bit of the, a little bit of a, a theme developing of like, where's the line where you stand up for yourself and don't just like fall into this role mm-hmm. that you're sort of being pushed into with Adrian and Liz being pushed into like this angry black woman, black man role um, mm-hmm. with the DNC and then Luca being pushed into this pregnant woman role. And then obviously this like mother of a child of a Senator kind of potential Senator and all of them kind of giving into it, knowing how it can better or further them along in their careers. And I just um, watching them all make those choices. I just found really interesting to Mm -hmm. sort of see unfold in this episode and I don't know there's like a respect I have for it in that it's so it's so such a bummer to watch and I think it's it's a it's important to to see them like make that choice and I like even sorry to go back to it but the um in the impeachment when we go from that scene where they realize what's happening to this like mm-hmm. over exaggerated yeah. acting in the in the conference room like I I I, I just think that's very important to see it in play out in the way it does kind of thing um and yeah i'm 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 curious to see it continue to unfold for luca and how she sort of approaches the things she's now being handed as a result of this while mm-hmm. still honoring who she is and her own integrity yeah coming up with the different things like i will do this i will do this this many times <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. all of those things we're not getting married we're not saying we're getting married all of those uh, moments there because the the thing that's happening here is there the person who was being going who was up for re-election is not being supported by the dnc in the first district uh, in chicago and they want to replace him on the ballot so rather than uh convince all you know a whole bunch of people it's now just four dnc bosses or something that they have to convince that colin mm-hmm. is is there so it's and it happens over the next two weeks or so so probably in this world well, the way things are going, it might be actually two weeks, two episodes before we really know what's what's going on, unless they skip with the numbers, because right now it's a week in between. Any other thoughts before we uh, start closing it out? Uh, I've, I've never been a pregnant woman, but the one thing I've always heard that they cannot stand is when some people just randomly touch their stomach. And being uh, a large man, who people like to hit a lot, Cause like, oh, hey, and slap your shoulder, like all that kind of shit and push and shit. I'm like, don't put your fucking hands on me. I don't know who you are. We're not that cool. And even we are friends, don't do that. I'm asking you nicely, don't do that. So to see her deal with that, especially when like a woman, I'm not going to say I can't, I don't know, I'm not in the mind of the, of the character. I can't say that Luca doesn't like Francesca, but clearly annoyed by this woman. <laughs> so for her to be like in, in her world, in her place of business, the touching of the stomach, handing her the thing, and just like, 
like get the get your mother like get the fuck out why are you in my like so just to watch her deal with that like you said earlier with the gaslighting thing in the office uh it was just a lot for her to deal mm-hmm. with um which sucks and it sucks that this type of shit really still happens so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's a general good rule of thumb keep your hands to yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> regardless if the person is pregnant small large uh doesn't matter just don't go around touching people <laughs> keep you out of trouble yeah uh any oh there was one line that i particularly enjoyed when they're asking to get their story straight <laughs> Uh, and how did you, oh, you talk about when we conceived the baby? Oh, it was in the bathroom <laughs> of the courthouse. And then oh, Michael yeah. and Black just being like, okay, maybe we do have to massage that a little bit. Yeah. I, an, another thing that happened that I appreciated, I, I appreciated the camera almost being a little character, like, especially when mm-hmm. they started like arguing with each other and you just see oh, the yeah. camera head be yep. like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought that was fun. And then it was, uh, weird to see Maya dance. I don't think we've ever seen her dance. Uh, <laughs> <into> again. <laughs> um, I'm a little jealous. She, she was rocking like, you know, kind of like her club persona. So that mm-hmm. was really interesting to see. She was rocking the under eye eyeliner, which I can't do because I always look like I have a black eye or somebody hit me <laughs> in the face. Um, but she pulled it off. So, well, that's, that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of wins, Let's hit some winners and losers. Uh, we'll start with those winners. Uh, Jack. Uh, winner, uh, I'm probably going to take at least one person, uh, one person's winner. I apologize for that, but uh, it's got to be Maya. Got to be Maya. Uh, you know, finally, finally getting out a little bit from under uh, Amy's thumb uh, and having a night with someone that seems to be interested in her as a person and mm-hmm. is interested in understanding her experiences, uh, you know probably really great for Maya and uh you know if that's how Amy is in a relationship I cannot imagine uh, how selfish she is in a bedroom environment so for Maya to get to hook up with someone who might actually I don't know as we cut away seemed to be doing something for her you know I think that's great for Maya yeah oh shit okay uh (laughs) my uh my winner is gonna be uh Grandma Lovatelli uh, Francesca, uh, just because, uh, I agree with King. Yeah. The touching of the belly, totally inappropriate, but the way she kind of finessed throughout the whole episode, like she came in, she's like, here's a gift. I know everything. Like I'm here for you. You know, just kind of, she didn't, I guess she didn't let Luca's reaction, even when Luca was like, mind your business. She was like, "Mm -hmm." and when she said, I'm literally, what she said, I'm a part of this now and kind of pointed like I'm in this (laughs) because like I'm the grandma. And then uh, just the relationship between her and Steven, AKA Michael Ian Black. um, Yeah, she just kind of got what she wanted in the end, invited Luca into the house. Uh, Yeah, so I think for this episode, Francesca is the winner because she kind of got her way and did it she did it her way <laughs> whatever uh <Keith>. <laughs> sorry oh, uh, my my winner is liz uh because she went from uh i guess a sabbatical of some sort she was just not in the office or just working from home and then come back and she's part of the the legal avengers and shout out to margo for like correcting i'm like no that's the justice league get your it's just super teams, right? Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, Liz. Molly, uh, I'll give it to Corinne because I mean, what a isn't that so fun when you travel somewhere and then you have a little fling? Like, come on, <laughs> that's, like, that's the that's the best. That's the dream. That's yeah. So good for God her. knows Corinne might have her own Amy at home. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. I would love a Corinne spinoff, The Kings. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. I will say she does show up as a, a fairly memorable one episode character in Evil. Uh, so if you want a little bit more of that actress, uh, she has a, a fucking heavy episode of that. Show. I'm gonna have to rewatch that first uh, first season when that mm-hmm. uh, second season is ready. Yeah, to it's go. the uh, the episode with the demon kid. She plays the mother. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, my winner. Uh, my first, second, and third all taken. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ruth Eastman. Uh, got yeah. a pretty good job. 
uh, and is kind of helping to head up the prosecution of uh, the worst president this country has ever seen, even in this fictional world. Um, so that's nice. All right, so let's do the losers. Molly. Um, I'm going with Adrian because one, he was like super condescending to Liz and that's mm-hmm. obnoxious. And then also he was like so off on predicting how they would get the job yep. and then he lost the job. So yeah, love him, but mm-hmm. boo for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate that it is the case, but she's not, but the situation is, uh, is going to be my loser is Luca, uh, just for having to deal with that shit. And that's kind of why she didn't want to say anything to begin with. She's trying to avoid all that. But after a while, she's showing. So like, it's going to come up eventually. Um, but yeah, it just really sucks that like, she has to deal with this not only with like the pregnancy stuff in the office but now dealing with the whole now she has a political team it's like i didn't know i had a political team either until now so uh yeah she's the loser of this episode mm-hmm. yeah julius <laughs> oh, yeah, good one. yeah he's definitely uh, the loser it, it's he, you know even though he he made a little comeback he took a also took a sabbatical or break to work with that guy <laughs> Um, he's back and he's still on the outs and he's still not a part of the team because of his political leanings. Uh, even the times where he feels like he's trying to be like neutral where he's like, Oh, I told my friends this when they want to be Joe Obama. It's like, dude, nobody wants to hear that. That's why you're out, you're out on the other mm-hmm. side of the glass. So <laughs> yeah. And flipped in the bird as he, uh, as he walked away, uh, Jack. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Colin. Uh, because while he does sort of have, uh, you know, Luca back in the campaign, he, he's getting sort of like, he's in this weird half-life of like what he wanted, you know? Uh, I, I think the only thing, I can imagine one of the only things harder than like having a marriage proposal uh, turned down is to then have to have that person still be kind of in your life and not even in a court setting now and like, a personal setting where your mother and your campaign manager are like asking about her. Uh, I, so I imagine that's got to be a, a pretty particular kind of hell. Uh, all good losers. I'm going with Amy as the loser mm-hmm. of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not because she was cheated on, um, oh. but because she's terrible and doesn't seem to know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Amy, you are the loser of the episode. Uh, and that will do it for episode seven, day 450. Uh, Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Jack. And thank you, Tia. Thank you all for listening. Back in a few minutes with episode eight. Bye.